This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, it's interesting because in all other aspects of society, it's pretty much a given that, you know, a, a person can become trans and change their name. And we're all pretty accepting of it. Where, where people have the most pushback is in sports. Right. Athletic competition. That's where the, the real pushback is. Right. Where people are like, hey, right. this is not fair. This is clearly not fair. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Uh, I'm so scrannied out. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. That was Joe Rogan. And we're going to talk about trans people here in a minute. Because we got trannies in town, man. We got trannies in town. Uh, we got a uh, some kind of uh, cycling championship or race in Great Britain where some dude wanted to compete against the women. And so all the women decided, well, if you're going to let this bloke ride in our race, we're not going to race at all. So, uh, you know, tranny, the trannies are on the move, man. And old Uncle Sean is trannied out. I just am. But first off, you know, I'm back. Uh, procedure went well, as far as I can tell. Uh, this hopefully was the last medical procedure I shall require. I, I, hopefully I'm, I'm just going to heal up here and get back to normal, whatever normal is for me. And I, once again, just want to thank everybody for their love and support uh, throughout this entire experience. I mean, the, the, the messages and the posts and uh, the emails, uh, both to me and, and my wife, just uh, really, uh, and my my Alpha Media family here at KTSA, uh, everybody, just thank you all. It's it, you, you really made all the difference in the world. Uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, uh, 210-599-5555. I, I, did, I was off yesterday, so I may hit a couple of things today that Trey already talked about, uh, Trey and J.D. already talked about. Oh, and by the way, thank you, J.D., uh, for putting in all the time over the past few months covering the show for me. J.D., I've, I've kind of gotten to know him over the past couple of weeks. He's a really good dude, and uh, if, if I'm going to have somebody sub for me on the air, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm happy it's him. He's, he's just a really good guy. Uh, so thank you, J.D. Um, well, you know, I, I heard about this uh, uh, yesterday because uh, Elaine texted me this story because, uh, I, you know, I, I the past few years, and I know we didn't have Fiesta one year because of the COVIDs, I really haven't paid a lot of attention to the Fiesta thing. Uh, you know, I think the, I can't remember the, la- the last time my wife and I even went to a Fiesta event was several years ago. Uh, and I think it was Taste of, old, of New Orleans or something like that. Normally, our, our the extent of our Fiesta going tends to be Cornival and Helotus, man. Because for, for every year, what my wife wants more than anything else when Fiesta comes around is chicken on a stick. She wants some damn chicken on a stick. And uh, I want uh, a cup of corn. So we, we do we do the, the Helotus thing. But we really haven't done Fiesta in a while. Uh, and so I, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't. It's not top of mind like it was perhaps when I first moved here. I've had some interesting adventures or misadventures during Fiesta, which Chris Glasgow is more than well aware of, uh, as he had to help me find my car on a couple of occasions downtown. There it is. There it is. That's my car. Right where I left it. Um, so, you know, I, I, my wife is freaked out by parades, I'll be honest. We, we, don't, we don't go to a lot of parades. Uh, my wife, as a, as a little girl, attended... Uh, along with her brother, that ill-fated parade uh, back. Well, Chris was at the early '80s, where you had the guy who was shooting out of the uh, the RV. Uh, my my wife was downtown and, and in the line of fire when that happened. So her and my brother-in-law have very, they're, they're not into parades, man. They just they kind of affected them for the rest of their lives. So we don't we don't do parades uh, at my house. So I, the battle was '79, was it? Yeah, when she was just a little girl. Actually got splashed with blood uh, when that was going on. So I, you know, the 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 
Battle of Flowers. I, I you know, at the, is that this weekend, Chris? The parade is this weekend. Uh, Battle and of Flowers is on Friday. On Friday, and the big story in Elaine Flambeau's sent, on Saturday. Flambeau's on Saturday. Elaine sent me this story last night. That apparently our friends over at KSAT, are, you know, because they've changed the route of the parade. Uh, they say because of construction. Uh, and uh, a lot of people are upset about that for various reasons. But KSAT was reporting, if I'm, you know, I, I she sent me the story. It wasn't in the body of the story, but apparently on air they had been saying this, that a family-friendly trans display or contingent will be a part of the parade. And uh, so, you you know, I, I'm sure that's upsetting a lot of people. Uh, you know, I, I, Trey and I were talking about it this morning. Uh, I, you know, there are forces. That, and look, first off, I'm, I'm, tra- I am trannied out. I, I'm sick of the whole trans thing. I am so, I am somebody who, prior to this moment, was fairly benign towards the whole trans community because it's a subset of a subset of a subset. All right, most of the trans community it's really cabaret it's not even a real community i'm just saying it ain't gay it ain't straight it's dudes who like to dress up like women and 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 live like women and it's been elevated into a minority group which it really isn't i'm just telling you it's it's really not okay it's been elevated by the fringe activists of that community into a minority group but it really really isn't it's also really trendy right now trans Trannies are trending, man. Okay, if no one's paying attention to your Twitter feed, go trans. Okay, change your pronouns up. There's a lot of agents out there in freaking Hollywood that are telling their C and D list actors and celebrities to go trans because then he can make some news and get some attention because it's very trendy right now. Uh, it, It is trendy far beyond the influence and the size of the community itself, uh, you know, with the pronoun thing and the athletics and the competing against fe- biological females and gender is a construct and all that happy crap. And I'm going to say this, and if you're trans this, and you're, 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 you know, you're a hyper trans and you're political and you're trying to be trendy, this might piss you off. Guess what? Uncle Sean doesn't care. Being trans, in a sense, is the height of toxic masculinity. If you're a dude, there you go. If you're a dude and you are choosing to live your life, I'm sorry, you weren't born that way. You're born straight or you're born gay. You ain't born trans. Come on, man. Okay, but if you're a dude and you decide to live your life as a woman, Okay, uh, th- this idea that somehow you magically get to be a woman and somehow magically get to benefit from all of the the uh, victories of the feminist movement, that's an act of misogyny. That is an act of toxic masculinity. Just rolling in saying, you know what, I'm here and guess what, I'm a dude and I get to be a woman if I want to be. And I get to win awards, and I get to win championships and contests and competitions. And it doesn't matter that I'm physically able to uh, 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 outcompete you because I'm a dude living as a woman. I get to have that because I want it, and I'm a man. And that's, you know, again, how is that anything but toxic masculinity? So if, if you're a dude living as a woman and you think that you should be able to compete against biological females... You are a masculine jerk. How does that make you feel, Mr. Testicles? You know, I'm just so sick of it all. It is the height of masculinity, of toxic masculinity and misogyny that dudes just get to roll into the female world and take it over. I thought we had a glass ceiling here. I thought we wanted equality. Crap, that's what that is. Equality. You don't want nothing, you don't want anything close to equality. That's why you can't even use the word anymore. Dudes are, who live as women are not women. Women who live as men are not men. That's just the reality of it. I, I you know, and, and this whole uh, again, uh, a lot of folks in that community are is equally pissed off about this political trendy crap as I am because it makes their lives more difficult. 
Oh, he's going to be trannies in the parade. Oh, who cares? You know, I, I, I look, the, here's the other side of it, though. Here's the other side of it, okay? Uh, because I'm going to bring in now the gay factor. The show's going to get really gay right now. We're going to get, we're just going to get gay on the air here, okay? If you don't want San Antonio going overly gay with gay crosswalks, trannies and gay people in, in feather boas at the parade, and, and you don't want a big old fat stinking rainbow painted across the Alamo, then you need to start participating in city elections. You get the government city-wise that you don't vote for. This bunch of clowns, and they're a bunch of clowns, not you, Clayton, not you, Clayton. You're a person of reason, as Trey says, and you're also a snappy dresser. Not you, Clayton. You're cool. But all the other freaking yahoos on the city council, and you all are, you're a bunch of freaking yahoos. And Mayor Nurenhu, okay, who, who cares about that guy anymore? But still, he is the mayor. If you don't want a gay San Antonio, then you need to start showing up and voting. Don't know how else to put it. So if you're not going to participate, if we're going to have classically low voter turnout for city elections, well, then San Antonio is just going to continue to go gay, 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 man. I hope they have trannies on elephants at the parade, man, rolling down the street. How do you feel about that, Chris? Trannies on elephants. Get some elephants in here and put some trannies on them. Wait, tranny elephants? No, I don't want the elephants to be tranny. I'm just saying some of those tranny dudes tend to pack on a little weight. I don't know why that is. Your average pony might not be able to carry them, but, you know, an elephant, I'm kidding. Now I'm fat-shaming trannies. I'm just saying. The, my, my third point, I'm going to go a little long here, 210 At the end of the day, I don't really give a crap who's in the parade, to be honest with you, because I won't be there. I know that's really selfish, but old Sean's just happy to be alive. So the last damn thing I'm worried about in my life are where the trannies are. I just don't give a crap about their pronouns, okay? Uh, the other thing I, I do want to say this, and that, uh, uh, you know, very often Fiesta and Chris and Don Morgan, maybe you can bear me out on this. It's, it's kind of like the Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's listed and described as a family-friendly event. Fiesta, a family. Now, I, I'm not saying that families don't attend Fiesta. All right. I'm just saying, in in my experiences of Fiesta over the past. 12 years, maybe half a dozen times I participated. I had a lot of margaritas poured down my back, and I saw a lot of naked boobs. I'm just, you know, well, I, I just... Fiesta's not You know, it's event. a big party, man. It's, it's a party. A, well, it's a series of... It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an attitude, right? Well, it's a time frame, kind of. It's a time frame, but during that time frame, what are people doing? There are lots of fiesta events and those events depending events, on what they are could be which tend to involve margaritas being poured down your back and sfw chicks with their boobs hanging out that 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 i'm just you know i'm, I'm saying it's like calling the super bowl a family event but before the game's over dad's gonna pee in the hamper okay because he's had so much beer and so many shots that's all i i just you know don't we kind of expect to see, see some weird crap at Fiesta, you know what I mean? Don't we kind of expect to see something a little out of the ordinary, you know, when we're bebopping through Niosa? That, that's that's all. I'm not I'm not being critical of it. You know, I, but, it, but it ain't, it, it, I guess what I'm saying is it's not the Waltons, okay? It's not, do you know what I mean? It's not Harvest on Walton Mountain, okay? It's it, That's that's what I mean. All right. Now I've upset Chris and I've upset other people. 210 What? I mean, I've heard the children before, like, Mommy, why is that dad, that guy yelling about can't find cars, and I lost my car. Was I family-friendly the, the night that I couldn't find my car? Was I very family-friendly? No. No, I wasn't, Mr. Man, because it's a huge, stinking, booze-soaked party. That That's all. With frog legs tossed in for good measure. There's a lot of people partying their asses off, and, and, and so, you know, it, it's... Again, families do attend Fiesta. I'm just saying I would I don't automatically consider it a family friendly event. It's not an event. 
Well, you know what I mean, a family-friendly phenomenon. I mean, if you go to Carnival, that, that's family-friendly. If something accidental happens, then someone should get arrested. Well, I'm just saying on family movie night, you're not going to put on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That, that, there we go. There I said it. All right. How oh, about the scary version of Christmas Carol? <laughs> oh, see, now I'd have to explain that. Okay, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We've got to take it to the breaky, wakey, wakey. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Okay. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh... Coming up, uh, I, I want to talk about, I, I know I'm a, probably a little behind on stuff, and you guys have probably already talked about this when I was out, but coming up at uh, 9.35, Chris, we're turning red. Anyway, right? <laughs> That's right. Coming up at 9.35, we're turning red on the Sean Show because Disney has lost its freaking mind, man. So all you dreamers out there, you make sure you're tuned in. Um, uh, we were talking about trannies on parade here. I guess uh, there's going to be trannies uh, at the Parade of Flowers. and uh, It's just going to be so gay, and everything's just going gay. And God, this town is so stinking gay. And here's Ron to talk about how gay San Antonio is going. Ron, how you how you doing, man? I'm doing a whole lot better since I get to hear you in your upbeat voice. And when, <laughs> when I heard... When I heard you and you were dehydrated, I know you cut a commercial or two. Sean, you oh. broke our hearts. Oh, my God. I know. I and sounded horrible. Like, I know. Ooh. But anyway, weren't you the one, Sean, God bless you, that, that developed, uh, that coined the term San Frantonio? That was not me. I think Trey came up with that one. Trey? Okay. Trey came up with that well, one, yeah. Still it's true. <laughs> yeah, the city of San Antonio is not going to stop. You know, well, you know, stripes are one thing, but when they – they're going to put a train of trains in the party. I mean, in, in the parade, right? I guess it's going to be a family-friendly transgender event. Okay, okay. <laughs> I hear that, but you know what's going to happen? Real quick here. This is my projection. I think they're going to get some chicken and a chicken on a stick, all right. But it's going to be thrown at them. I think it's going to get a little messy at times and in, in areas. There's going to be a little outburst of some of the uh, or. Uh, uh, well, how, did, how else can you say it? Our heterosexual males are a little in, inebriated. I, I think it's going to get wild and crazy. You watch. They're going to have their own security, and uh, I think it's going to get a little messy at point. Well, you know, we hope not. But I, you know, I, I, I here's the my what I've been what I've been saying. The problem with a lot of this transgendered stuff, and and it's so front and center, is that a lot of folks who ordinarily are moderates like me. I am a moderate for the most part and, you know, have no problem with the way somebody wants to live their life and would actively even support reasonable, there's the word Trey was using all morning, reasonable uh, anti-discrimination stuff, are really getting turned off by the pronoun thing and are getting turned off by the, the, the biological, competing against biological female stuff. Yep. It's, it's just, it's so prominent. No, the president can't shut up about it. Disney has, they've lost their minds with this stuff. Absolutely. And this gender as a construct crap. It's turning a lot of people off that would ordinarily be on your side in most things. Sure. And I sure. think that's the real unfortunate part because the activists of that community and the activists of the left are a reasonably small bunch of folks. And they're just screwing it up for everybody. I don't know how else to put yeah. it. Yeah, we're getting you just like you said. We're getting we're getting uh, forcefully spoon fed now, and that's yeah. that's where the line is drawn. You're right, Sean. People are trannied out, man. I don't know how else to put it. They're getting trannied out. It's just every day. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, and it's 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 absurd. And again, when you when you get into this business of gender doesn't exist, and it it it's it's oh. been inverted so how you identify is now my responsibility right like if i don't you if i don't address you in a certain way oh, if i refer yeah. to you as your as your given gender i'm doing something hateful so it's very convenient you put the responsibility of the offense on everybody else around you if you're if you're a person who's who's you know living on this trip 
this tra- this you know uh, you got to address me a certain way and you got to treat me a certain way and I need to be allowed to live as a biological woman and I should be able to compete here and there and if anybody gives you any pushback they're the ones who are being fi- who are filled with hate but who's the real hater in the room you know honestly there you go so, we know all right brother we do. thank you yep. John. thank you brother glad to be back thank you for your kind words yes coming up again we're turning red on news talk 550 ktsa And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. And, uh, you know, I, Disney is just in a world of weird right now. Disney, the Walt Disney Company is just, they've just lost their freaking minds. And I, you know, I, I growing up, I wasn't a, wasn't inordinately a big fan of Disney. I, I always thought it was kind of cornball. You know, I mean, I, Sunday nights, they'd have the wonderful, wacky world of Disney, and they'd show some stupid cornball movie, you know. I, I never really watched it, man. I, I just wasn't. I, I, I've always been anti-corn, to be honest with you. And, uh, and I, Some of the movies I thought were cool, but I, I, I'm just saying I wasn't a huge Disney kid growing up. I always thought it was kind of square. But the fact is, it was square, okay? It was good, clean family entertainment. And, uh, you know, uh, some of the movies, you know, I, I, now some of the movies I do, I do enjoy now because I watched them with my kid when, when she was a little girl, like Mary Poppins, uh, bed knobs and broomsticks, you know, but it is, it's family stuff, you know, they sleeping freaking beauty. I mean, the, the Disney corporation is made a crap load of money and became iconic in status beyond just being a stinking amusement park. By producing stuff for little kids, man. Cartoons and TV shows and movies that little kids could watch with their families. You got this family-friendly freaking amusement park you can go to and see Mickey and Minnie and Goofy. How come Goofy had to wear clothes but Pluto didn't anyway? And and at some now just in recent memory they've just they're just obsessed with this woke crap, you know. DeSantis, I didn't and I didn't know this that Disney World has it's like its own little freaking city in Florida with its own laws and stuff. And DeSantis is getting ready to yank that status, and because they're fighting the allegedly anti-gay law, which it isn't. It's a parental rights law. And uh, in other words, Disney just is not any fun anymore. It just it's no fun anymore. Uh and don't tell me it's because the higher ups at Disney actually give a crap about gay people or Hispanic people or black people or trans people. They don't they they just want you to know how freaking woke they are so they'll so that you will consume more of their product and they believe going woke is the way to do it. All these corporations across the country, they're just terrified of the woke crowd, and I don't know why. Piers Morgan was on The Five a few days ago, and he said something brilliant. He said, at what point in America did we decide collectively to allow a relatively small community of people to determine everything, how we talk to each other, how we refer to each other, what's offensive, what's not offensive, And, you know, when it comes to Disney, it's really pissing a lot of people off. And a lot of people are saying, I'm not going to Disney anymore. And I'm not going to watch their stupid movies anymore. And while I was off, while I was in the hospital, while I was in the hospital, I I, I did try to kind of keep up with the news. And I was looking up, you know, because Disney's been in the news recently. And, you know, uh, Don and and, and Chris, who, you know, we're roughly, Don and I are the same age. Chris has got about 10 years on us, but we all grew up kind of watching the same movies and stuff. And I looked up a controversy, uh, one of the controversies sur- you know, swimming around Disney, and it concerns this new movie called Turd in Red. Don and Chris, have you heard about this? And uh, No, I have not. First off, I, and I've made this quite clear, I, I've even made this clear to my child who is now in her 20s, I despise cutesy-pootsy computer-animated movies. I hate the Minions, okay? I, I hate talking car movies. Uh, 
you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't like computer animated movies. I think they're insipid. It's the same damn plot over and over again. They're hyperkinetic and they're annoying. I hate them. Okay. I, I don't like watching them. To me, it's like watching a stinking video game. All right. But so how I, do you? Big, but how do you really feel? I, I let me tell you how I really feel. <laughs> I freaking hate computer animated movies. Okay. I just hate them. Thanks for clarifying. Despicable me, kiss my ass. You know, I just they're 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 stupid. They're cheap to produce, and you know. Uh, well, there's a new one coming out that it's it's upsetting parents. You haven't heard of this? It's called Turnin' Red. And it has to do with a young pre-adolescent girl who's who's kind of a mom. She she's very she's a good little kid. I, I watched the trailer and I read some articles on it. And one day, this little pre-adolescent girl turns into a big red panda that beats people up. She, once a month, Don and Chris, she turns into a big Wait. red panda. Once a month, and she once a month. Okay. It takes place now. It's not a period piece. But she turns into... Thank you. She tur- I've been waiting all day to say that line. She turns into a big red panda that beats people up. It is actually a period piece. It's, it's a metaphor for the little girl menstruating. And now they're just trying to sponge off of Disney subscribers. Yes. Somebody pulled a few strings somewhere and said, "Let's <laughs> yeah, let's no, get this I funded. Knew, I knew you were go let's get some that. money for this. Let's get some big stars to voice it <laughs> to the max. <laughs> the only way America is going to stay free oh. is if we begin accepting each other as we are. <laughs> and uh, so stupid. that's why we're going to pad your budget." <laughs> with a couple of big stars. But anyway, it's it's a movie about a little girl menstruating, man. She First off, if there are any little boys listening, they don't turn into pandas. Okay, there you go. All right, more like the Incredible Freaking Hulk. I'm just saying, how did we get from Pete's Dragon to menstruating movies? Do you know what I mean? How do we make this journey? Do we really, do kids really need a freaking menstruating movie made by the Disney people? Just going with the flow. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Ah. No. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, the, the freaking movie's title is a joke. It's called Turn It Red. And, you know, the, the panda is a big red panda. You know, I... I'm just I'm 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 so done with it all. Right. I am so done with all this woke crap. You I know, I guess this leads you. to the question: When did Disney start hiring writers from National Lampoon? Because that's exactly uh, what it sounds like to me. It sounds Something like a they joke. Would with. It sounds like a joke, doesn't it? Yeah. But apparently, it's a real movie, and there are there are articles where they're interviewing parents. They just thought it was some cutesy pootsy freaking Disney movie. And they bring it home, and apparently it's got a lot of other political crap in it about transgendered and pronouns and all that stuff. And uh, families are watching this movie, and halfway through they realize, oh, my God, it's about menstruating transgendered people. You know, and they're turning it off and to go, okay, let's, uh, let's go watch uh, Pete's Dragon. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's, I, I just, I, you know, when did Disney just stop giving a crap about little kids? That's what I'm trying to say. That's what Disney's all about. Little kids. I got to take a break here, but. Whew. Ooh, what Ben on line four wants me to stop talking about turning red. Is because I'm promoting it accidentally by talking about it, Chris, and now a lot of weirdos are going to watch it because I'm talking about it. <laughs> oh, hey, Ben, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Hey, it's great to have you back, Uncle Sean, Mr. Sean. I love thank you guys. You. I, I don't have much time, but time. thank you so but, uh, much. Uh, hey, I don't want to hear about this menstruating anymore, period. Oh, God, see how you are. Thank you for the call. Oh, God, okay. All right, we'll be back, maybe. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 
And we're back. New Stock 950 KTSA. Not a lot of time here. Let's go to Rick on line three. Rick, how are you? Pretty good in yourself. Another day in paradise. What are you thinking, man? Hey, I was watching Turning Red with my kids, Ugh. and I realized that that whole movie is basically Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf? A young she don't kid, turn I'm into in a dog. Age. She turns into a big damn panda. It's a metaphor well, for menstruation. <laughs> but he turned into an animal. A big family curse passed down. <laughs> well, I guess dudes can menstruate too now, so why not? Uh, why why couldn't Alex B. Keaton turn into a big uh, menstruating wolf? But it, oh God, it, I gotta go. Let me go to Alex on. Let me go to Alex on on line one. Alex, how you doing? Rima. Hey. I'm gonna go with the flow too, Chris. Uh, <laughs> that was, oh. that was classic. It was good. Uh, what do you got for All me, right. man? We don't have a lot of time here. The left. The left destroys. Everything it touches, everything. Yeah, and it, they it's do. like cancer, dude. If once it gets in your body, it destroys it. If you don't get rid of it, let's get rid of it. It's all you're going to be able to do. You can't live with it. You can't live with it. No, I agree, Alex. I appreciate the call. Yeah, they do. They're destroyers, man. They're no fun at all. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSa. Does White House support that kind of classroom instruction before kindergarten? Do you have examples of schools in uh, Florida that are teaching kindergartners about sex education? Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Well, just, you know, Jen, just give it up and go cart your ass over to MSNBC, man. Please, can we be done with her? News Talk 550, KTSA. I... The only person that's going to be sad to see that chick go is Peter Ducey. But I'm sure he'll be taking on whoever uh, fills that vacuum. Uh, that's your press secretary there, or at least for the moment. Uh, speaking of MSNBC, we're going to talk about MSNBC here. Uh, for a moment, it is the Sean Show. I'm your old weird Uncle Sean, uh, back from the hospital. And, uh, again, thanks for your support. I, I Hopefully I'm, I'm done now and I should be just... Uh, not or not, I should shouldn't have to worry about anything else uh, uh, medically uh, for the time being. So again, thank you for your support. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I, I got to bring up this story again. Uh, I'm sure Trey already brought this up. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what he talked about while I was off, but um, you know the 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 Will Smith story uh, just continues on. Uh, the so-called slap heard around the world. Uh, He's now uh, resigned from the Academy of Film Arts or whatever the hell it's called. Um, uh, and, and people are still talking about it. Um, I, You know, when I first saw this, I, I knew at some point it was going to be racial. Didn't you kind of know that at some point the whole damn thing was going to go racial because they're black guys? Chris, have the dramatic music ready. You know, I don't know if you know this out there listening out there in, in, in talk radio land, but apparently Will Smith and Chris Rock are black guys. And you damn honkies need to keep your mouths shut about this damn Will Smith thing. Oh, you damn crackers better keep your damn mouths shut. You ain't got nothing to say about this damn slap. This is a black thing, man. Only black people ought to be talking about this. I'm serious, and I, I knew it was going to go racial at some point. You got some idiot on MSNBC, uh, Tiffany Cross, who is a weekender. She does a weekend talk show on MSNB Puke. And, God, you just knew it was going to go here at some point. But apparently, if you're a Caucasian, if you're a white bread, if you're a honky, if you are, in fact, a cracker, such as myself and I am Norwegian. It's it's hard to get any more whiter than me. Okay, oofta. Chris, if, if you're white, you shouldn't. You can't talk about the Will Smith thing because you just don't understand how black people talk to each other. Uh, on Sunday, that's why I said I don't know if Trey talked about this yesterday, but on Sunday, this chick went on TV and said uh, that Will Smith clocking Chris Rock that rhymed. I did not intend for that to rhyme. 
uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock was an example of, quote, how black people relate to each other in a way that white people do not understand. Quote, even though it happened to everybody watching the ceremony. Uh, you know, uh, on, on one of her guests on this show uh, said on Twitter, a lot of us were like, y'all sit this one out for your protection. You got it? Let's take a listen to this crap. We all know as black people that we wear the mask, right? So there's certain things that we will discuss with each other that we don't discuss publicly. And what happened at the awards was kind of some of our private stuff coming out in public. And so on Twitter, (laughs) a lot of us were like, y'all sit this out for your protection. You all, y'all sit this one out for your protection. If we comment on it and we're white, are we going to get slapped? goes on to say if we went to a white person's home and it was their family dinner we were sitting at the table and the mother hauled off and slapped the father and everybody at the table has an opinion if i weigh in as the guest in this home and say yeah you guys are terrible everybody's like i'm sorry when did you get an opinion this is our family table she says that's what this moment felt like for many of us meaning black people Quote, there's a nuance to what happened. I I didn't really get that the slap was a nuanced moment, but apparently, and and this is what makes me, pisses me off about this. And I don't know how you get away from this being not racist. But apparently when black people, you know, hit each other or physically assault each other, it's just the way they talk to each other. Did you know that, Chris? Black people apparently sometimes slap each other. And uh, us white folks should not comment on that because we don't understand the nuances of how black people talk to each other. Do we have any black people listening that agree with that? What, what was, was Will Smith slapping Chris Rock on national TV a black thing that guys like me, honky crackers like me, just don't understand, and so we should shut up about it? Cracker-ass cracker! Do you guys, like, beat each other up as just a form of nuanced conversation? And us, you know, Whitey just doesn't get it, and so we should stay out of it? I mean, are these people freaking serious? Are you kidding me? See, because I was kind of under the under, I was kind of going along with the understanding that, first off, it didn't have anything to do with them being black. Some dude who was a multimillionaire hauling off and slapping a colleague on national TV because he didn't like a joke he told was kind of the direction I was going at, uh, going at this from. I, I know I'm probably a racist. I'm probably a white supremacist. But according to this chick, I guess black people just abuse the crap out of each other all the time, and it's just the way they talk. You know what I mean? Chris, it's like the way Italian people gesticulate when they always got the hands in the air. Bada bing, bada boom, you know? Black people apparently haul off and punch each other when they're making a point, and it's okay. It's just it's nuanced. You know what's really, truly sad? about going with that perspective on the air or even off the air, whoever the hell is actually thinking this noxious crap, is that this was the first Oscars produced entirely by black people, by African Americans. And because you had one a-hole do something incredibly stupid, which I contend he probably should have been arrested for, but Chris Rock apparently is too classy of a guy to press charges. And we were all kind of revolted by it because it was just a real a-hole thing to do. Uh, and, and Will Smith's career is, is apparently already suffering as a result of it. But it was the first African-American produced Oscars. And, and now you're making a racist statement to excuse it. You're trying to excuse Will Smith hitting Chris Rock by taking it racial and actually making the absurd claim that, well, that's just sometimes how black people talk to each other. Holy God, man. 
Again, who's the freaking racist in the room? And I'm sorry, I just voice an opinion about it, and uh, I shouldn't be do that doing that. Chris, I need to sit this one out. What's wrong with me? God, I just hate black people. That's what it is. Holy crap. I just hate black people, and I hate Hispanic people, and I hate gay people, and I really hate those trans people. And holy, I, I'm a white guy, and I just hate everybody who is not a straight white Christian, and I need to be silent and, and know my place. I, I am so sick of it all, man. We, we you know, I, I say it almost every other day on this on this dumb little show, and it's true. You know, I, I really don't. I, I agree. There's a great reset out there, and I agree that there are ideologues in the world and within this country that really fundamentally want to change what this country is, and they want to make it into a socialist nightmare or whatever the hell. Okay, there there are people out there who consider themselves true intellectual revolutionaries. There is an evil plot. But you know what? More and more, I really believe the biggest threat against this country are stupid people. I really think it's a clown dance. I think if after just a few, a couple of centuries of freaking existence, if we lose this country, if we really do lose America, and I believe we're getting really freaking close, if we lose this country, it'll be because of the stupid. It'll Morons will take down America. The greatest country this planet has ever known. And I don't care if you think I'm a freaking jingoist or, uh, you know, a, a supremacist of some kind for making that statement. But holy crap, wh- exactly what other country would you choose to live in if you had a choice? This country affords the individual more personal freedoms than any nation on planet freaking Earth or any nation that has ever existed on planet freaking Earth. In fact... How our country operates and how it exists did not exist before this country came into existence. Pretty much everybody on planet Earth, up until the point we became a nation, lived under some kind of imperial domination system of some kind or some kind of government-based oppression. We created that whole idea of individual freedoms guaranteed by virtue of your stinking existence, God-given inalienable rights. We came up with that stuff just a handful of centuries ago. We're still young. Just a handful of decades ago, women still couldn't vote. Black people were considered property and subhuman. We're fresh. We're new. We're extraordinary. We, we represent an idea of human existence and coexistence that, again, has never existed on planet Earth before, and we are just a handful of years, possibly months, from losing the whole damn thing because of stupid people. And if we let this magnificent country go spinning down the toilet because of of a handful of morons, baby, we deserve to lose it. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. You know, maybe we just, maybe it wasn't built to last. I don't know. Maybe America is such a shining idea and such a perfect concept that it can't possibly last. I don't know. I just know we're close. And you know what? Crap like this story is what tells me we're getting there. The biggest threat we have beyond the stupid people, and there are legions of them, would be our own government, which is rolling back Title 42. We've got upwards of eight to 10,000 people rolling across the border every single stinking day. We are losing this country. And the problem with the morons, uh, no matter what pseudo-intellectual thoughts they have in their heads about socialism and, and stuff like that, the, the morons won't realize what they've lost until after they've lost it. I didn't mean to get all whispery like Joe Biden there, but I'm trying to make the point. Stupid people have no idea. The stupid of this country have no idea what they're giving up and what they're walking away from because they're stupid. (laughs) 
and and saying that black people slugging each other on national TV is somehow a nuanced form of communication that only black people understand, those are the words of a freaking moron. And, God, there are two things I cannot stand. There are two human attributes that are I, I that just ugh, I cannot stand and I tell you what I can't stand either of these in me and when they rear their ugly heads in me especially in my new Kenobi way of looking at things I try to squash them out and get rid of them and push them out of my head and I tell you what they are and, and I and I see these in other people and it just makes me crazy stupid combined with arrogance god there is nothing in a sense more purely destructive than stupid mixed with arrogance and we have a lot of stupidly arrogant people in this country right now. And, you know, again, if we lose the whole farm, it'll be, it'll, it'll be the moron crowd that takes us down. It won't be the, the resetters. It won't be the socialists. Uh, it won't be the Russians. It, it won't be the Chinese, okay, it, although they're all getting pretty close. No, it, it, it'll, be, it'll be the stupid people, the morons. The idiots. The useful idiots. All right. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. What do you think about them at Bulls? Uh, 210-599-5555. Give me a call. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, we'll go to the phones. We'll get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 950 KTSA FM 1071. I'm John. Phone lines are open 210 Let's go to so Robert. We got Robert. Robert, you there? Yes, sir. Good morning. What are you thinking? Well, first of all, thanks for your speech about America. Land of the free because of the brave. Second of all, I won't speak to the Oscars thing. I thought about the the sexism thing of Amber Heard beating up Johnny Depp, and it's alleged, but it's it's submitted, and it's like Johnny Depp beat her up. It's like no, you you don't talk about the the vice versa. You don't talk about the women on men, and it's what you mentioned earlier. You don't talk about that culture. You just talk about like like leave it be, hands up. Oh, I shouldn't talk about this thing. So well, a lot of well, in all fairness, a lot of people don't. Talk, as far as like women who abuse men, I don't think that gets talked a lot about. Even though I, I, I'm sure it happens. I know it happens. It's because no dude wants to be the guy that gets beaten up by a woman, right? You know yeah. what I mean. So it's it's one of those. It's a phenomenon that doesn't get discussed a whole lot. But I've known guys over the years who you know. Had the crap kicked out of my woman, you know. Sure. <laughs> Didn't want to talk about it, you know. I'm not one of them, but I have I have heard of it. So fair yeah, point. Yeah, that, that that similarity to a lot of people not not getting involved because they were like, I, it's none of my business. I, I it's their well, culture. I, well, you're right, and, and and you know we we muddy things up, you know that should oh, be yeah. a lot more simple. Dude hitting a guy on national TV because he didn't like a joke is wrong. There, there's nothing you don't have to think any deeper about it it's wrong he shouldn't have done it you know there's there's no nuance there's you know and i think what's happened and this is going to sound really square coming from from me but it's true in that we've we've really kind of gotten away from what's right and wrong Precisely. you know what i mean yes, and i think everybody kind of knows inside themselves what's right and what's wrong yes sir but now you it's not about what's right and, and I'll, I'll get going Oh, well, I'm just saying, it's, if you've noticed this, and I picked up on this, you don't really hear people talking about what's right and what's wrong anymore. It's what's okay and what's not okay, which is a really diluted way of, of kind of, and uh, frankly, a childish way of looking at human behavior. Well, that's not okay, or I don't think that's okay, or you shouldn't treat me that way. It's not okay that you're not using the right pronoun or whatever. And we've gotten away from what's right and what's wrong. It's wrong to hit a guy because he didn't like something he said, you know, on national TV. Will Smith did something wrong, <laughs> you know, and it's just a, an example of that whole phenomenon. I appreciate the call, Robert, but, you know, that's the issue. And I, I agree with C.S. Lewis. I, I 
we, you know, I think we do have sort of an innate, innate sense of God, in, in of a creator, uh, and I, and all, even atheists. <laughs> and I think that innate sense of God brings us an innate sense of connection, and out of that innate sense of connection, most human beings have an innate sense of what's right and what's wrong, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, how you should treat people. And uh, especially with the leftist agenda in this country, I think a lot of it is wrong. And it's bad for people. And one of the indicators that it's bad for people is they can't sell a lot of these things on their own merits. And so they got to, quote, again, muddy it up, nuance the hell out of it, make it either about what's okay, what's not okay, because what's okay and what's not okay is very subjective and can change from person to person to person. What's okay or not okay for me may not be okay or not okay for you. It's very narcissistic. It's a very narcissistic idea of personal ethics, which, you know, again, gives you a lot of wiggle room that right and wrongness really doesn't afford you. (laughs) I got to take a break, and then what happened to Martha Stewart's cat when we get back? Oh, what a tragic story. Oh, this is so sad. And that's coming up. What happened to Martha? And I, I got Martha Stewart on the brain because she shows up on the Food Network a lot now. I used to make fun of her because she's a convicted felon, but most of my friends now are convicted felons, so I can't really go there anymore. So what happened to Martha Stewart's uh, cat coming up next on News Talk 550 uh, KTSA? And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. 10.39 on the Sean Show. Mark B. Van Camp and Robbins coming up uh, at 11 a.m. And I, I'll be digging that show. That's a cool show. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Oh, oh, what a heartbreaking story. I, I don't know if Don Morgan has covered this story as of yet in the uh, in the newsroom, but it's just heartbreaking. Uh, and and I, I have become a, a, a pseudo, sort of a off and on again fan of Martha Stewart. I used to make fun of her for many years. In fact, for decades I have made fun of Martha Stewart. But she's, she shows up now on the Food Network a lot, so that makes her cool. And plus, Martha's kind of come into her own, you know what I mean? I mean, she's droll, she's elitist, she's obnoxious, she's arrogant, and somehow that works for her. But there's a story that she tweeted that apparently her dogs killed her cat, Princess Peony. Her dogs ripped her cat apart. Her cat named Princess Peony was apparently mistaken for being an intruder and Don the dogs killed little Princess Princess Peony. Man, that's a rough And I don't know why and I'm gonna be honest with you. That story cracks me up and I keep laughing about it and I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I don't no, know why, why I think is it's funny. why is this funny to you? Because it's Martha Stewart and the cat's name Peony, and it got ripped apart by her own stinking dogs. And I, I, I don't. How do you mistake a little cat called Peony for an intruder? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, how the do they, how, what, these are stupid. poorly? These are some poorly trained dogs. Right. And the fact that she named her cat Peony is that not perfectly Martha Stewart? Do you know what I mean? Is that I mean only Martha? St- of course, her cat's name was Princess Peony. I just didn't see the darkness of of the dogs ripping. What a horrible end for little Peony. Had her petals yanked by, you know, by her little Peony petals yanked off by a bunch of dogs. I wonder what kind of dogs they are. I needed to look that up in the story. Uh, apparently Would it be funny very, if they were chihuahuas? Yeah, huh? they're just very nearsighted. They couldn't they're tell. nearsighted. <laughs> Jeez. Snoop, make sure you knock first there, buddy. I'm just right. saying... I don't know, Chris. Is that dark? Is that weird to me that I found that story hilarious? That I, when I first read it, I cracked me up, and I said this will be really funny to do on the air, and I don't even know why I think it's funny. And, yeah. and I, God bless little Peony. I hope she's gone to a better place. But what do you say when your own freaking dogs kill your cat? You know what I mean? You can't like really be mad at the dogs, right? 
I mean, in my house, the cats would win. I mean, that's pretty much an, an obvious point. I mean, mm-hmm. right. I'm worried about the cats killing me on occasion. They're going to take me out one of these days. Oh, it's coming. But I just wanted everybody to say a little prayer for little Princess Peony. And I think the reason I think it's funny, have you seen the new commercials that she's doing? She's doing a, a commercials for a new brand of cat litter, of kitty litter. <laughs> have you seen it? No. And when the cat, it's called colorful kitty litter. Mm-hmm. And when a cat piddles in the kitty litter that Martha Stewart is endorsing, the urine is a different color. So if the pee is pink, it means the cat's got a renal problem. If the pee is purple, it's they're like pastel colored. It's pastel colored kitty litter that when the, the cat goes to the bathroom in the kitty litter, it leaves behind colored pee. It's it's colored pee. And, and the reason for that is, is not so that it matches the walls in the room where Although you it does. the cat box. Although in, in some cases, I'm it sure does it does. It does end up matching the walls and matching right. the decor. Yeah. But it also lets you know biological facts about the yeah. cat if your it's cat a, is it's ill. It's a diagnosis tool for the cat. But it's pink kitty litter. The cat's name is Princess Peony. Mm-hmm. It's all very nice and beautiful. And then the cat gets ripped apart by dogs. I don't know why that that cracks me up. I, I I'm sorry it does. Well, I'm sure she's rolling with it. She's done time in the pen. Right. She's seen worse. She's, she's done worse. Time. Okay. Remember Midnight Express? Yeah. She's you know seen a right. few cats. Yeah, I'm just saying. I bet she has. I don't know why that's. Is there something wrong with me that I found this story humorous? Uh, the, the fact that you even have to ask is appalling. But <laughs> Chris, aren't you snark? Aren't you snickering just a smidge? That Martha Stewart's dogs killed her own cat, and the cat's name is Peony. You know, don't you find that just mildly amusing? I can't be the only one here. You're the only one. Am I the only I, one? You're the only one that finds it funny. Oh, I'm the bad guy. Say hello to the bad guy here. I think it's freaking funny that Martha Stewart's cat named Peony got ripped apart by her own dogs. The hell is she feeding the dogs? Not enough. Well, I guess she's feeding them Peony. <laughs> she's not feeding them enough. They were super hungry. It's, I wonder if Peony tasted sad. good. You know, like it's just sad. <laughs> like the cats are sitting back, going, huh, "I like that uh, twist of cinnamon yeah, uh, in the collar." Bit piquant, but okay. <laughs> I'm watching way too much Food Channel, you man. Really are. You really are. <sighs> well, I feel so, bad. For, I feel bad for the cat and for Martha Stewart. No one wants to see their cat. You really? Yeah, I'd really do. Do you really feel bad about little Peony? I do. And, you don't you find know, anything you, humorous you, about this at all? Not at all. You don't want to hear anything bad happening to somebody's cat or their pets in general. But it's Martha Stewart and her... Because her, don't you imagine the dogs must be kind of pretty, too? Because everything Martha has is pretty. So I'm just wondering if the dogs are like right. Pekingese something, yeah. you know, with They're like very expensive, uh, you know, fur jobs or whatever they call that, you know, or... Right. They, they, they got, like, little ribbons in their hair. They sleep on down. And she covers. wakes, they're like, white, you know, pure white fur, fur, and she wakes up, and the white fur is splattered with peonies' blood, you know. And I don't know why. I just find this humorous. I guess I'm sick. I guess I need to see a doctor. It just, I found it humorous. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not funny at Even all. Even Glasgow's staying out of this one, man. Yeah, he is, man. Right. He's not touching this one. Don't blame him. Or maybe he thinks it's funny as well, and he doesn't want to admit it. That's a quite possible. I well, guess. I mean, do you think she even got upset? You know, how, did, how does Martha Stewart react to something? She's not obviously like the movie director in The Godfather, where she's, ah, ah, you know. Right, wakes up screaming. I wonder if she's like, no, that was a very not nice thing to do. Look at little Peony. Her head's over here. Her tail's over there. I'm going to be cleaning all day. Very bad little doggies. You know, you just, I, I wish I could see what her reaction was, because I wonder if her pulse. <laughs> yeah, that could be a, that could be a you know subject I mean? for her next book. Right. How to get the gruesome remains of a dead cat off the carpet. Today we're going to talk about home taxidermy <laughs> and how if you come home one day and find your cat chewed, ap- chewed apart by your own dogs, how, in a sense, you can resurrect your cat as a pencil holder. Uh, well, she just never shows any emotion, you know. Oh, God. 
I don't. See these oven mitts? <laughs> I made these oven mitts right here out of little peony. <laughs> Waste not, want not. Repurposing the cat. <laughs> the next episode of Living with Martha Repurp- Stewart. <laughs> repurposing dead pets on the next Martha Stewart, where our guest will be Guy Fieri. <laughs> Martha, where'd all the blood come from? You barbecuing? No, guy. All right, sorry. <laughs> it's Peony. Peony's dead. Princess Peony. Little butternut. <laughs> Little butternut and acorn tore her to pieces. Oh, Lord. All right. Because you know the dogs are got to be butternut and acorn or have mm-hmm. stupid names, too. Right. Rosebud. Rosebud. <laughs> Orson Welles just popped into my head. Um, 210-599-5555. Do you feel bad for Martha Stewart's freaking cat? It's Sean. Uh, we're going to take a little breaky-wakey-wakey. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We're back. I'm Sean, and we got, is it the man who's been on hold forever? Is this the man? This is the man. How are you? You're the man. <laughs> well, what's going on, man? I, I heard some crazy stuff, but I've never heard someone say that we agree to smacking each other around. That's just so far-fetched. I've never heard anything that stupid in my life. That's a little crazy. I mean, I don't – because that's what she's saying. We're talking about an MSNBC host who said that uh, white people should not talk about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock because that's how black people talk to each other and it's nuanced and white people don't understand it. And I don't know how that's not insulting to everybody. It is. It is. And not only that, she can't speak for all blacks. You know, you make a statement like that. That's like saying anyone that don't know you that happen to be of color can go come up to slap you upside the head and say, how's it going? I hate that dress and just knock you upside the head. <laughs> no, that's bull. That's, that's bull, man. We're, we're, I agree. we're smarter than that. We're, we're smarter than that. You I know, agree. And you, and you have the right to say what you want to say. I'm a veteran myself, and not all of us are going to agree with everything, but you have the right to exist and the right to vote the way you want to vote, right. freedom of speech. But at the same time, you got to use discretion when you say something. You just can't say anything because you got, like you said, some idiot out there are going to turn it to hate. They're going to make it a hateful statement, regardless how you mean it. You don't. You well, don't I mean, I, I make a statement. Right. I would agree that I, you, you're not. You, sh, you, you We have free speech, but that doesn't shield you from how people react to it. I, I still don't think people ought to be smacking each other if they don't like a joke. I mean, that's a bit extreme. But I can if, if you're right on the now. if you're on the left, it's like people they don't want to have any reaction to anything they say. And if you give a reaction, and you're a hater, you're a racist, you're this, you're that. You know, and that's 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 not what free speech is. You know, it really isn't. But right, you got to have discretion regardless of what you say. You know, right. like you mentioned way back when, you can have freedom of speech, but you don't want to run in a theater and say a bomb or uh, the place is on fire right. either. But yeah, uh, there, there's the a line. There are a lot of black, whites, very intelligent people. No, darn well, you can't go out there and just say anything and say, hey, those two guys knocking each other around because they're friends. No way. You got too many people dying all the damn time. I agree. There's no way. Well, I mean, isn't like isn't like somebody just hauling off and smacking somebody just sort of wrong? You know, it doesn't really matter what color you are. I mean, it's if it were two white guys, it wouldn't make it any less wrong or less right. It, you know, it's, I not mean, a, it's not a racial thing. That was a dumb statement she made. It was I a agree, very man. bad statement. It really was. I agree. Because we're not going to agree. But I did want to say one thing before I go, and thanks for taking my call. You shouldn't be laughing at a dead pussy there, Jack. Oh, hey, see, I, pussy cat. The pussy cat. I, I, I don't know why that story struck me as funny. And I, I apologize. If anybody's offended by that, well, you're going to be offended. But I, I, I guess because it's Martha Stewart and the cat's name was Peony. That's what made me laugh. I, I, I can't, because it's, as God is my witness, if it was anybody else's cat, it probably would make me a little sad. Do you know what I mean? But it's Martha Stewart, and her cat's name is Peony. And you just know that everything Martha Stewart owns matches and is cute. And so I, I envision the dogs must be cute-looking dogs. 
And what a horrible, horrific scene for Martha Stewart to wake up from, let's say, an afternoon nap over to find little Peony ripped to shreds by a pack of dogs who are obviously very ill-trained. And I, the only, the only, I guess the other thing that kind of is weird about that story is that um, she, she claims that they mistook little Peony for, for an intruder. First off, is, is Martha a dog whisperer? Does, does she know specifically what their psychological uh, intent was when they were ripping little Peony to shreds, when they were turning her, turning her into feline pulled pork? Were they, did they, how does she know that that's what was going Maybe they didn't like Peony, Martha. Maybe they wanted Peony gone. Maybe they felt Peony was enjoying just a little more privilege than, than they were as dogs. Maybe Peony just had to go. Well, i got to go right now, so thank you, uh, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez. Thanks to Don Morgan. Thanks to Trey Ware. Thanks to you for your love and prayers over the past few months. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.